This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Please be aware that some of the content discussed may be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Reach Out, the podcast, where we are dedicated to ending sexual violence through advocacy, counseling, education, and more. This is the official podcast of Reach Counseling, located in Northeast Wisconsin. You will learn more about the services we provide and hear from members of our team, sexual assault survivors, and the people who support them. We are so glad you're joining us today and would love to connect with you further. You can find out more about us by going to reachcounseling.com. The interview portion of this episode was recorded in May of 2023. Please keep this in mind when dates and timelines are referenced. This week's episode features an interview with Alex Blackstone, resident therapist at Reach Counseling. Alex discusses their journey from being an intern to a full-time licensed therapist. They also share the highs and lows of helping clients unpack trauma. Here is episode 10. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. So tell me a little bit about your background with REACH and how long you've been involved and what that's been like. So I have been with REACH kind of on and off for a couple of years now. I actually started as the volunteer coordinator back in 2021 Um, and then was fortunate enough while I was getting my master's degree at UW Oshkosh in professional counseling, was able to do my practicum and internship here at REACH with the therapy program, and now have been hired on as full-time staff. That's kind of like the dream the dream goal, right? Like you have an internship, it goes so well, they love you, you love them, and then you come on board. It couldn't have worked out better. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear that's happened a couple of times for people at REACH. So tell me about... a like your background personally, anything you're willing to share about just where you're from, anything about you? Sure thing. So I was born in Oshkosh, um, but then when I was six or seven, moved up to Merrill, which is up north of Wausau, um, and went there through or lived there through high school, and then came back down to Oshkosh for college in 2011 and never left. I have collected a number of degrees in that time. I, my first foray into higher education, I got a bachelor's of arts in anthropology and religious studies, and then still didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. So I went back and got a bachelor of science in psychology with a neuroscience minor, wow. and then finally decided to go get my um, MSc in professional counseling. So a lifelong learner. Yes. Yes. What's it like to minor? What was the minor? Neuroscience. In neuroscience. What is that like? I didn't even know you could minor in that. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) I am, I mean, at my core, I am just a big nerd. Um, And I love knowing all of the, like, the whys and the hows of things. Um, And so I'm obviously interested in people and kind of how and why they work. And so being able to then get down all the way down to like the molecular level of what's going on in people's brains is just fascinating to me. So then like when people find out that you have this background, are they, do they ask you like, are you analyzing me? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, I'm tempted to ask the question myself. But. Yeah, and I have a little brain, like a little model of a brain. And one of my favorite things is the kiddos will take it apart and then be like, what's this do? What's this do? Mm, it's just really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Talk to me about, about why you chose to go into counseling ultimately. What was the reasoning behind that? Oh, yeah, that? that's a good question. Um, I think... I mean, so I've always been interested in people and kind of took a roundabout way to get there, right? Anthropology is literally the study of humans. And so (laughs) that goes all the way back to like our evolutionary origins Um, and religious studies, just kind of looking at what people do collectively um, and then finally settled on psychology and then into counseling. And it was really just like, how can I use these degrees to help the people that I'm so interested in learning about? Um, And... I think a number of personal experiences within the mental health field as well, just wanting to be the type of person helping someone that maybe I needed when I was younger or as I was kind of coming into myself. Um, I've had a number of fantastic experiences with counselors and some not so great ones. And so same, just, same. yeah, yeah we've, we've all been there. Um, and so, you know, just wanting to be one of those good ones. You're working with both adults and children? Okay. Yeah. Do you I, have a preference or? I really like having the variety. Um, I think it takes a really special kind of person to work exclusively with kids, especially in our particular like specialty, doing trauma counseling exclusively with kids. It's a special type of person, right? (laughs) Kaylee is phenomenal at what she does. Um, But I really like having the variety and being able to work with people kind of at all walks of their life. Um, And, you know, being able with kids, you're kind of working at it in this acute phase of as the things are happening to them, right? And there is something really special about that and being able to kind of shape how it might impact them in the future, right? And hopefully creating a really positive trajectory for them. And then working with adults, you know, a lot of times there is kind of this accumulated trauma Mm -hmm. and being able to kind of reshape how they think about their past and their future. Right. That's amazing. When you were interning here, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes people have internships and they can't wait to be done and like it shows them like what they don't want, right, in a job or whatever. Um, But for you, obviously, it was a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. What about your time here as an intern made you decide, yeah, like I do want to accept this offer to stay on and grow with this Mm -hmm. with this organization? So much, honestly. I mean, the experiences that we get here as interns when comparing it to some of the stuff that people in my cohort at school were talking about, I mean, I feel like we get a more, I don't want to say more hands-on, but we get a much, a very thorough experience as far as working with clients and the things that they're dealing with. We're dealing with things that are really impactful, right? Trauma, by nature is something that has a really significant impact on people and almost like there's this not pressure but like the counseling that we're doing has the potential to be really deeply impactful in kind of a similar if not opposite way yeah and in some of the testimonials people actually say it saved my life right 
like it's, it can be life saving. Some of this yeah. stuff is like, like literally high stakes, high stakes yeah. life or death things, yeah. and so you know that can be really intimidating at times. Um, you know, but I'm also coming out of this. I learned so much, and I feel like my internship experience here really prepared me for just about anything in the counseling field. And then in addition to that, just the team that we have here. As an intern, I did deal with some pretty high stakes situations. Right. You know, I I had clients who were regularly in crisis or who, you know, did have a lot of kind of support needs from what they needed from me. And as an intern, that's intimidating. That's yeah. a lot to take on. And I never felt unsupported by my team, right? Like if I needed anything, if I had any questions, um, there were times when team members would come into sessions with some of those higher crisis clients and um, just be there offering their expertise and, you know, just being able to bounce ideas off and know that if I ever had any sort of question or need that they would be there for me right. is, right. you know, just phenomenal. So you really felt like you were woven into the team. Like it wasn't just like, okay, we're the official therapist and you're an intern. Mm -hmm. It was really, you were part of that team. You felt that support and you contributed to that team as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They would never... I would often be like, well, I'm just an intern. And <laughs> at least two or three people would be like, you're not just an intern. You're on the therapy team. That's like, right. they That's wouldn't right. even let me try and say that I was just anything. <laughs> that's right. I mean, and as I've been talking to people for the podcast, that's something that's kind of a thing that's come up even with our volunteers, interns like that. Like, as a nonprofit, we are almost essentially dependent on that kind of help. Absolutely. And volunteers and interns need to have a lot of integrity and reliability and mm -hmm. so I mean clearly you're like the golden child <laughs> <laughs> example of this right which is great tell me about how do you avoid burnout in this field and this is a question I'm trying to ask everyone because it is such a big topic I was gonna say that is the question isn't it? <laughs> how do you personally <clears throat> try to avoid burnout a lot of ways um and also probably not enough ways <laughs> I, you know um and I'm not going to lie, being in school full time, it's hard. Like it yeah. was, that was a challenge. Um, and so, you know, part of it was like, it created a need to have to kind of separate out my day into like, okay, I'm going to go home and I'm going to do all the readings that I have to do for school and work on my assignments and things like that. And I think that that allowed for almost a separation or like a compartmentalization where I was, it, it let me practice leaving kind of the heavy things right where they are. Right. right. And knowing that they'll be there when I get back the next day. And I think, you know, my, my master's program was also really big on self-care and wellness and make, you know, making sure that we knew how to make that a priority. So even when I was doing, you know, the nine credits of master's level work, it was, there was always a component of each class that was like, make sure you're taking care of yourself. 
Um, and not just saying that. Right. But actually allowing for that. Right. And like exploring ways to do that that kind of go beyond the cliche. Like, we'll take a bath with some candles or like do a <laughs> face mask, which right. like, don't get me wrong. Pamper yourself. Right. Like, I love me a good bubble bath with candles and a face mask, but that only goes so deep, you know? Right. And so really being able to like learning how to cultivate what actually makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. Do you mind me asking, what program did you go to? Um, so at UW Oshkosh, it was the MSE, a Master's of Science in Education in Professional Counseling, and then I had a clinical mental health emphasis. Okay, because that just seems to me to be very outside the norm, that they would emphasize self-care and stuff in a collegiate program. Yeah, I mean, I can't really speak to other, you know, other programs, the but... the ones I went to didn't <laughs> yeah. talk about that at all. <laughs> Yes, definitely. Um, and like definitely at the undergrad level, absolutely not. It was like, here, you have this 17-page paper due tomorrow. On like, the pavement. Grind the grind. Do like it. Those, yeah. um, but no, I adore the Oshkosh Counseling Program. Like everything about it, the faculty, the students, like I couldn't have asked for a better program and wow. was so fortunate that it was right where I was living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the way that... I got so much out of that program, both personally and professionally. And it really kind of, then adding, you know, being here, um, really added added to that as well. So I've been really lucky. I'm curious. So as you were going through and you're doing all these readings and assignments, right? It's textbook and on paper. How did it compare to the real world work you were doing here? while also reading about case studies and things like that. How did it compare? Well, I think that's one of the really valuable things about having the internship experience as a part of the education. Um, Because, yeah, it is one thing to read about all these case studies and, like, this is what the process of counseling looks like. and um, But then actually being able to do it is completely different. Um, But it is helpful to kind of have those texts and like my faculty and my cohort members and things like that to be able to be like, so this is what I'm experiencing in real life. How does that compare? Or what what can I take then from the kind of academic side of it? And how can I bring that together? So it really like allowed for a nice integration. That of, is really beautiful <laughs> that yeah. that can happen. I mean, I wish more programs were like that, even in other fields, because... It's so often that, like, what you're reading on the page is, it just doesn't jump off the way that it needs to because nothing can replace actual experience. Right. And, yeah, so you can read all you want, and that's helpful. Definitely. I'm not discrediting that. It sets up a solid foundation Mm -hmm. to kind of kick you out of the nest into the real world. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What has been one of your highlights working for REACH Counseling? I think being able to do, so I did my... A total of three semesters here before I started full-time mm-hmm. and so doing my practicum and then two semesters of internship and being able to see a lot of the same clients and you know I've been building my caseload um, so there are newer ones but there are clients that I've had since like my first week of internship and oh, wow being able to like build that therapeutic relationship with them and and watch them, you know, progress through the the process of counseling and being able to watch them 
as they're processing through the traumas and other experiences that they've had and seeing the impact that it has, like the real life impact. This is a real person sitting in front yeah. of me and and being able to see like, I guess I don't know if I'm making a difference, but like being able to see them process through it and how that is making a difference, right? Yeah. Well, you definitely are making it. You're part of that process for sure. You're the catalyst really for it. So what has been one of the most challenging things for you? At, at the same time, it's f- like as building these therapeutic relationships and being able to watch people kind of thrive as a result of that. Um, at the same time, there are clients who still struggle right and and so we've in in school we were always told like you can't place your worth as a counselor on outcomes Mm -hmm. because if you are solely responsible for all the positive outcomes then you're also solely responsible for the negative outcomes and I have been really fortunate in that I have not had what I would consider negative outcomes, but there are certainly challenges, right? And like challenging clients and um, clients who have really been through a lot and it takes a lot of work to... um, Unpack it. Yeah, to help them unpack and dig through it all. And so I think learning that I can do what I can do and then and the rest is kind of up to the client right and that goes in all directions whether it's you know I I see a client for an hour a week there are how many other hours in the week and what they do in that time whether it's taking what we've talked about and worked through and expanding on that or or not um and so just realizing like my my influence or my impact might have limits and that's okay yeah that's huge i you know i'm thinking about some maybe students that are out there listening to this podcast and they're in a program similar to yours. Maybe it's not as fantastic as UWO's, (laughs) but they're in a program similar to that, going on that same kind of financial journey. What would be some advice that you would give to them uh, if they're maybe feeling like an imposter syndrome in their internship or something? Maybe they don't have a team as welcoming, you know, as this one was. Uh, what What advice could you give to them? One thing that was told to me by a professor is that people come to the way that they are very honestly. And I think that that can apply both to people that you meet and you're like, why are you like this? <laughs> yes. And it's like there's probably a very honest reason behind that, right? Mm-hmm. And you are where you are, how you are, as a result of reality. Right. And so as far as speaking to imposter syndrome, I am by no means an expert at overcoming that. Because mm-hmm. um, let's be real, we all, yeah. <laughs> like, no matter how far in your career you are, you, you feel that. But I think, like, 
you are in the place that you are, one, because of who you are, and two, because someone has seen that and decided or, you know, has, has seen that in you and, and sees the potential and sees what you are capable of. And sometimes you can't see that, but there's, you know, someone in, whether it's a professor or an internship supervisor or, you know, like they saw that in you and they wanted that. Right. And so looking to maybe the potential that others see in you that is not always easy to see in yourself. Yeah. As I've been talking to the different therapists here, there's so many different personalities. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that to me is amazing because I think sometimes people on the outside, they think, oh, counselors are a certain personality type. Or or maybe they've met with one counselor that was just like not a great fit and the personalities clash or something. But I just want to encourage people mm-hmm. that you're going to find your fit if you keep trying. Right. And, you know, obviously, I think a lot of therapists try to be very adaptive to their clients. For sure. And that's admirable. But I just, I bring this up to say, because I know, like, as I was searching for a counselor, my first two counselors that I met with, it just, like, wasn't a good fit. And I mm-hmm. felt like it was just very surfacy. And yeah. I am a very, like, vulnerable, like, dig deep person. And so I was like, this just seems like a waste of my time. Right. And then finally I found the right match. And, and that was just, wow, this is amazing. So yeah. I just encourage people to, to give it a try. And, uh, you know, we have, like I said, a variety of personality types doing therapy at REACH. And so if you're in need of a therapist here... You will find your your fit, and, mm-hmm. and uh, it will it will be good. So yeah, and I <laughs> I, I really appreciate what um, our case manager Tracy she puts a lot of thought into that mm, as far so <clears throat> when someone is coming in for counseling and you know right now as they're on our wait list um, she'll reach out to them and periodically just to you know provide updates and that sort of thing. But she also kind of she gets to know them. A little bit and figure out what type of therapist they would probably be best suited for and it is really valuable that we have so many different personalities on staff mm. that you know where Tracy can be like oh you know I think I think Heidi would be a perfect fit for you or like I think you'd really vibe well with Maggie just being able to kind of you know in these short little conversations that she has with clients while they're on the wait list being able to be really mindful of what sorts of things might cause or might might create the best experience for them, you know, and how can we create the best therapeutic experience for them? And she is really good at that. I'm so glad you brought that up because I I don't know if every place has a Tracy, yeah. someone that does that, and that's that's vital I think mm-hmm. because um, she's already trying to set everyone up from for success even before they walk in the door. Right, from the get-go. So that's, yeah, because she knows all of you so well, Mm -hmm. and that's helpful knowing that, okay, we're going to be fit with someone who it seems like the personalities are going to be a good fit or, Mm -hmm. you know. And sometimes opposites track too, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's like what what someone needs is someone that can help them think outside of their own Mm -hmm. process versus if they think exactly the same way or, I don't know. Yeah, and we've had a couple of ones like that where – Tracy has met with clients and 
at first glance, they might not seem, you know, like they're, they're like, oh, well, that's the total opposite of who I am or like, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and Tracy's like, no, I think this would be a really good fit. Yeah. And she's almost always right. Like <laughs> that, you know, we're able to create this, this relationship that with the client that really does work and we're able to kind of bounce off of each other, like you said, and, and, and kind of complement each other as we're processing through their things. That's awesome. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share to maybe someone out there who has gone through sexual assault, who hasn't reached out for help in any way? How would you encourage them? What advice would you give to them? The first thing I would say is I see you and I hear you. And all of the reasons that you haven't reached out are valid. There's a lot of barriers when it comes to finding support and being able to access services. And I think I would be remiss to say, well, just reach out, right? Right. Like that it's not always that easy reaching out and getting the support that you need is a really brave thing to do. Mm. And it's not easy. There are, you know, I, I would want, I want people to know that there are folks out there who want to support you and who want to walk with you as you heal from, um, like as, as you're walking on your healing journey, there are so many people out there who want to walk alongside you and you're not a burden for asking for that support it's it's an honor to be a person that people can be supported by right and there are people out there who really want to see you be well yeah I think one of the repetitive things I've heard as well is you know, just because you reach out or you start counseling does not mean someone's just going to be giving you advice nonstop. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just holding that safe space to yeah. express yourself, to let out some emotion and just be. Mm-hmm. It's not always like, well, I think this is what you should do. Right. You know, it, it's, it can be that if that's what you if, want. Yeah. But, uh, you know, or, or giving other resources to, right. to utilize. But it's, it's also just that safe space too. Yeah, and I think express. some of the most powerful moments that I've had in the counseling space is just when I've been able to hold that space for someone when they are experiencing emotions that they haven't allowed themselves to experience and you know they aren't always the most fun emotions but it is absolutely incredible to be able to sit with someone as they're feeling them for the first time in, you know, how many years. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And I think that anybody who gets to uh, sit on the couch or chair in your counseling office is a lucky person because um, the, the care and attention to detail and things that you put in every day is, is really awesome. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. Every 73 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted. You are not alone. Reach Counseling is here to help, and we're expanding our reach. 
Since 1976, we have offered our services throughout Winnebago County. We are pleased to now offer our services in Outagamie and Calumet counties as well. REACH Counseling is a sexual assault service provider for children and adults that offers culturally responsive outreach, prevention education, victim advocacy, trauma counseling, and sex offender treatment. As an anti-violence agency, we strive to heal lives and transform communities. Call our 24-7 helpline anytime at 920-722-8150. For more information, visit us at reachcounseling.com.